So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Swart, and we have some awesome guests with us today. They are here um, with a a company that they co-founded called Run Run Horizons, and they have some awesome missions that they're doing. They're they're really involved with uh, community service or just really involved in the running community here, and um, I'm really excited to have them on. So we've got Cody and we have Sloan. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm super excited to get you guys both on here because you guys are doing some really cool things. Um, in particular, um, something I can't wait to talk about is the challenge that you guys have, the eight-week challenge that you guys are running. Um, that has just exploded and has been way more, um, there's been way more engagement than I think you originally thought there would be. No, yeah, yeah that's, that's absolutely cool. right. It, uh, it uh, you know, started out thinking, okay, we'll be lucky, you know, we just want to uh, keep saying, uh, since all of our events have, are, are no longer allowed to happen. Um, and we wanted to put on an event for a charity. And uh, I was much more pessimistic than Sloan. I thought, okay, maybe like 50 people will sign up. And uh, ended up with over 600. Sloan? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I think uh, my, my reach goal was to have 100 people sign up. Uh, and uh, we got 50 on day one. And so we knew we were we were on to something. And so it, it's it's been an exciting process. And um, for us, it's been awesome because we get 600 emails a week from from runners who are just out there crushing it, uh, and so it, it helps us feel connected to the the running community that we just haven't been able to be uh, be a part of at least physically recently. Yeah, you guys had a you guys had a goal of 100 people for the for the challenge. You guys got 50 on day one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> we, we were like, this might be a business model, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I think, uh, so what, what do you think was so attractive? Like, have you talked to or talked to your people in terms of people who've signed up and figured out like what is going on? I mean, I know you guys are donating a lot of this, if not all of it to, um, to charity, correct? Yeah. So I think there, there was a few factors that sort of, sort of made it take off. I mean, definitely the timing, uh, what was, was critical and, um, you know, everyone, uh, was looking for, for something to do and, and the thing about COVID is, is the, the, the best way that, that you can help people and, and contribute uh, has been to, to stay home and do nothing. So I think um, having a challenge where people knew that, that their dollars were going to a charity uh, really motivated them to sign up. And, and the, the Back on My Feet community is just massive uh, and, and passionate about the cause. And so um, kind of between the timing, uh, our messaging, and then just that, that Back on My Feet community, uh, it just blew up. Dude, that's awesome. It's been great to get um, just emails every week from, oh my God, this was such a great challenge that we had this week. It really, I got to bring my kid out or my, my 
my son biked with me while I did it. And this really motivated me to get out. I haven't ran in years. It, it's been really encouraging for Sloan and I too, just to see the excitement over it. For sure. So like, what, what is some of the challenges? Like, is it like every week there's a different challenge or what, I mean, what's, what is this about? Yeah. I, I, uh, so every week you have a new running related challenge. Um, and it could be anything from find the largest hill in your neighborhood and sprint up it. Uh, it could be that you're going to doodle a picture with your GPS as you run a route around the city. Um, uh, a couple other ones too. Run, run the fastest mile you can this year without hurting yourself, of course. Um, there's a, been a lot of them out there that one can uh, motivate you mentally and, and other ones that motivate you physically. That's great. So then, um, so just with this challenge alone, you, you're, you're getting people to be creative with their runs. Um, kind of, uh, you're throwing in some mixes that I think are really, that are really interesting and different and, and fun for the individuals. And then also you're giving back to a, to a very well-known and very respected cause is, so who is run horizons then? And, and are all these people runners that are in, within your group or within a cohort of yours or, or and is, it is community um, engagement something that's really important to you guys? Yeah. So um, run horizon uh, is, is really just me and Cody. And, and over the last uh, three years, we've, we've sort of uh, built our business in the, the physical mass participation event space. Um, and so our challengers are, are kind of a cross section of people who've, who've done some of our other events in the past uh, and then also just people that resonated with the messaging. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got the bulk of our participants are uh, in the metro Atlanta area, but we've actually got, um, I think, 18 states uh, and four uh, countries uh, involved, uh, including an active duty military uh, in Afghanistan. So, uh, you know, it is definitely a, a, an Atlanta centric event, but it's been awesome to see uh, some participation from people outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. So do, are you guys, are, do you guys organize races in Atlanta? Um, or, or what, what is the business model with Run Horizons then? Yeah. So uh, the, the normal business, the, the non-COVID business model is we <laughs> put on uh, running events in Metro Atlanta and they're mainly 5Ks and 10Ks. Um, we, we also contract, so we contract out and we have timing equipment. And so one of your favorite events in Atlanta, whether it be like the Atlanta Christmas 5K or the Virginia Highland Summerfest, we might be there timing, uh, Sloan and I and some of our contractors, and uh, or we might be putting on an event like we do with New Realm Brewing, um, the, the Galentine's Day 5K, we have that at Piedmont Park. Um, just fun events out there that uh, we, we might manage or time or even own. Um, and it, it's, it's, been, it's been an awesome three years and we've seen so much growth um, and it, and we, we can't thank the Atlanta running community enough just for, you know, well, welcoming a, a new business to town. So it's been great. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I think Atlanta, um, it, it's, it's definitely, it's a very active city. <laughs> I think people <laughs> enjoy the, the weather. It's set up nicely with the weather, you know, uh, it can get a little hot in the summertime for sure. But, 
Um, man, it's tough to find any neighborhood, especially within the city limits of Atlanta, where you don't see somebody at least at running at almost any time of the day. I mean, I go, I'm at the office at 5:30 in the morning, and I'm still seeing uh, people running on my way into the way into the uh, way on my way into the office. And then same thing on my way home, I see people running after work too. Um, so I definitely think the running community is there. Is that one of the reasons why you guys kind of like landed in Atlanta, or what, what was kind of some of the stuff that drew you to wanting to start a, um, a business like this in the Atlanta area? Well, we, we both, uh, Cody and I, have, have been living it and working in Atlanta for a while. Um, I uh, Long longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Atlanta uh, in 2007 to, to uh, study mechanical engineering at uh, Georgia Tech and um, kind of caught the running bug while I was at Tech. Um, started running more, signed up for a few marathons, and uh, upon graduation decided that I wanted to do something um, within the running community that I kind of grew to love so much here in Atlanta. And so I started working at uh, Fidipides Atlanta, which is a, a local running shoe store. Um, and I've been there since and, and just recently took on uh, the, the general manager position. But um, while being at Fidipides, I, I kind of wanted to you know, have, a, have that sort of out in the world experience uh, in the running community versus being in the store. And so um, got together with Cody, who, who was a, a running buddy of mine who we'd been running with and doing track workouts with. And, and we decided that, you know, there was, there was a move for us to, to start this business. And, and so we just kind of took it from there and it, it's grown every year since. Yeah. And don't, don't let Sloan dance around, uh, his, his phrase caught the running bug. When, when I met him, he was at like the valley of his training and I was at the peak of my training. He still kicked my butt all over the track. It was, <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. The dude's fast. <laughs> if I was uh, at the at the valley of my training, I'm I'm in the depths of <laughs> right now. <laughs> A business, starting starting and running and operating a business will definitely kind of do that to you. What, uh, um, like, like what Cody? So he was in the, what are some, what are some examples? Sloan, how fast are you? How fast are you Sloan? Uh, what day are we talking about? Let's go with, uh, what's your fastest, what's your fastest? We'll, we'll start easy. What's your fastest 5k? Uh, fastest 5k is uh, 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. Yep. That's cooking. That's faster than me for sure. Cody, what about you? It was a 1628, but I cut the course. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the volunteer led me the wrong way. It apparently counted. I would say on an official cross country course, 1655. That's but, uh, fast, that, it was, it was nice to see in college with minimal training that a cut course can really help you PR. <laughs> and, and one, one cool thing about running is that, you know, there's, there's always someone faster than you. None of us are world holders. And so um, I think it's cool that within the running community, you know, Cody or myself running in, in a 15 or 16 minute 5k, we know that there's guys running 13 and 14 minute 5ks. And so um, there's no sort of um, kind of like speed test for whether you're a real runner or not. And so for sure someone running a, an 18 minute or 20 or a 30 or a 40 minute 5k runs, you know, they're doing the exact same thing as us. Um, mm -hmm. doing the exact same thing as those, those guys that are, are faster than us. And so um, it, it kind of makes a, a cool camaraderie among runners and, and we have shared experiences, even, even though we're at different points in our, our fitness. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bragging rights and rec recognition <laughs> uh, 
around two in Atlanta, you like you know, like even if someone's running a 18, 19 minute 5K, maybe even a 25 minute 5K, you can look at the age groups in these events and you know who's going to be where. Like it's Atlanta is smaller than it looks. I'm sure everyone can attest to that. Um, I, I think uh, someone in our challenge actually came in, speaking of how small it is, someone in our challenge came into uh, Dr. Swartz's office uh, the other day. Said, yeah. hey, look who I got an email from. It's about you. Um, yeah. But like, even in Atlanta, like if, if you're 20 minute 5K, 25 minute 5K, you know, people here are like, oh, that's the guy who won the age group last year. Like I got to, I got to try to run with him. Um, so it's still small and no matter, you know, where you're at or you can find smaller races and still motivate yourself for uh, higher goals and all that. Yeah. yeah no sure. matter what people, you know, whatever your PR is, uh, everybody wants to run faster. And so, um, you know, everybody out there running, they're looking to shave time off their, their run. And so whether, whether you're a, a 15 or a, a 50 minute 5k runner, um, everybody's just trying to, trying to improve. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think I, Cody, I think you bring up a really good point about, about Atlanta and the fact that, yeah, I mean, it's a big city for sure. And lots going and there's a lot going on, but, um, you, you still, it's, you still get into your communities and your niches and you've, and it, the world becomes pretty small, pretty quick, or at least the city becomes pretty small, pretty quick. Um, and, and I'm definitely not a runner first. Uh, I'm more, in, I, I fall more, I'm not, I don't really fall into, I'm not super athletic in any category, I guess you can say, but I definitely enjoyed the weight room a little bit more. Um, uh, but I respect the hell out of running and I definitely enjoy running, but I can definitely say I'm nowhere near your guys' speed. I think the fastest 5k I ever did was on a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, uh, so I'd, I had to put on this, this, uh, um, I had to put on this 5k, like as part of a class that I had to do in undergrad and like we had to build it from the ground up. And then, um, you know, I, as part of my job, I was, I, I wrote, or part of my roles for this 5k was I had to like pace the course, I guess. Um, and I was, so, you know, I was on a golf cart, like kind of tracking out where the course was and dude, there were some badasses out there. Cause it was, it was on a college, right? So you had college collegiate runners out there too. And I swear, I was like, these guys are going to pass my golf cart here soon. <laughs> so, so did you ever think you were going to catch up to a lead vehicle or a bike? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yeah, it, it, it has. So <laughs> In in a race where um, they they did not have a lead uh, motorcycle, they had a, a lead cyclist, and and the guy started maybe a hundred feet in front of us, and and probably started in his most uh, hard gear, uh, and he couldn't get get moving, and and it wasn't just me that passed him; it was it was a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of embarrassing. I, we had a, a kids' fun run at one of our events in Brookhaven. And I was the lead cyclist for that because, you know, savings for our client. Sure. And we got out there and like all the kids are lining up for the fun run. And like, they're like, I'm going to catch the bike. I like promptly pick up my bike, walk it up another 20 feet and then place it back down. I'm like, okay, now we can start the race. <laughs> yeah, man. You got some, you got some crazy fast people out there. Um, do, do you guys, do you guys still race competitively at all? Or, or, or what's your guys' training cycle looking like right now? Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, I was actually, I, I'd like to be training more. I, I usually, you know, at most I'll do like two or three, five K's a year. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, too, I like to train a lot. I don't really like to see it on the course because I personally am very competitive. So I can only do it so often without stressing out. Yeah. And now I got this like little calf thing right here. And I, I uh -oh. heard through a grapevine that, 
you know a little bit about injuries. And it's Here we go. Super tight right above the cap. And yeah. it's like almost at the attachment point. And I read online, it, could, it was like, it could be either cycling or running. I'm like, well, those are the two things I do. So I guess I'm not working out at all the next couple of days. Yeah. Dude, you bring up a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, we see, we see calf injuries all the time in the clinic for sure. Um, and there's a number of different things that could, that could be going on. Um, and we can definitely dive into them um, <laughs> either off the show or, or, or now, whichever one. Uh, but <laughs> I would say the, um, the number one reason why I see runners in the clinic is I'm not seeing, or it's, it's pure like a strength deficiency. You know, um, I see a lot of runners, which this might be shocking to you guys, but a lot of runners like to run <laughs> and they don't <laughs> like to do too many other things. Um, well, which may, sorry, good, go ahead. Yeah, it's a good thing. We don't have the screens up right now because you'd see how, you know, buff Sloan and I are, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't back up your point. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. Like we're, we're all adults, right? Like, look, yeah. we, like life is busy. Maybe not so much right now with, with COVID going on, but um, life is definitely busy in general. And when you only have a certain amount of time to, de- to dedicate to yourself um, and you enjoy running, uh, you know, running is your, is, it's your medicine, right? It, it allows you to be a better parent. It allows you to be a better spouse. It allows you to be a better, uh, better at your job, better, your, better at your business, whatever the case may be. That's a mental stress reliever that kind of, that kind of sets the pace for the rest of, uh, rest of your day. And, and that kind of like the rest of your goals. Um, so the last thing somebody wants to do is when they have time to improve themselves is, is be told you should probably focus on another area of fitness that might, that isn't what you enjoy to do. Right. Um, so we see a lot, but, the, but that's, that leads up to an issue because there's this thing called like, uh, like tissue capacity, right? And that's where, um, so with running, you have to have a high threshold for your, like, there's so much repetitive, um, load absorption and force production that happens with that. And it happens in a, in a similar plane over and over and over again. And so, um, yes, training via running is important. You got to have the cardiovascular fitness. You got to have the, the specific, um, and, uh, muscle fibers that are being developed. You got to have a lot going on, but you also have to develop a strength threshold there. That's going to allow you to, to perform, especially if we're talking about five K's or half, half marathons or 10 K's. You got to have that strength, um, floor, I guess you can say that, uh, allows you to kind of do those other things. So working a lot with single leg strength, things like that would be really important. So if I had to guess Cody, well, one it's super hilly here in Atlanta. Um, so you're going to be using those calf muscles quite a bit more, yeah. but, um, if I put you on a strengthening protocol, which is what we tend to do with a lot of our runners. And it's not like strengthening, like here, let's go into the gym and get as buff as you can. Right. Um, it's, it's very much more specific and towards your running goals. Like that's what I, you want to be a better runner. So that's what I want you to be, right? I'm not going to try to take a runner and try to force them in becoming a power lifter, an Olympic lifter. Same thing. Like I wouldn't take an Olympic lifter and try to force them to be a, a marathon runner. Um, it's all sports specific. So for your calf, I definitely would do some, uh, some soft tissue work, like either, either that dry needling or doing, getting on some lacrosse balls, doing some like, you know, calf mobilizations that way. Um, but then really the bulk of what we would need to do is figure is is essentially rebuild a little bit through some strength work and then hopefully build some habits that you can take through the rest of your running. Oh yeah. And then I'd be able to get back to the, you know, a, a good, I was doing a good like 25 miles a week, I yeah. think before it happened. And, yeah. Uh, with, with, with even one or two, one or two speed type workouts a week, either whether it be a nice. hill or a, a mile repeat or something like that, that that's kind of where I was at right before this, which was great. Yeah, um, I think anytime I you thought, can... I don't know where Sloan was at. Sloan? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I've been going for maybe two to three, 
two to four mile runs per week. Uh, I've been kind of swamped over the last few months. And so uh, (laughs) I made a kind of active choice to to treat running as a a, like stress reliever kind of mental health tool um, versus worrying about uh, my fitness or my weekly mileage. And so a lot of my runs, I don't even bring a watch on because I don't, I don't want to know how far I went. I don't want to know how fast I went. I just want to get out there and kind of get a few miles in and then, and then get back in. Yeah. And to that point, we get a lot of uh, people who do our events who are, you know, cause so someone mentioned, you know, it's like kind of a mental health retreat to go on a run and yeah. he, he walks to work right now too, for the same person. We have a lot of walkers who do our events and, and it's super accomplishing for them to even walk a 5k. Um, and, you know, some people out there would be like, well, you're not a racer if you do a run walk or whatever. But some people are out there, you know, like right now and in, in where we're at right now, Sloan and I, uh, you know, I like to train. I'm not as much of a r- runner and he likes to get out there too. Um, but runners come at all competitive levels at this point. And that's what's so cool and diverse about the people we interact with, at least. Because we can talk to people who... Uh, we can talk to people that are super competitive and they want to win the race and we could be on the same level with them. Or yeah, someone might come up to us and we'll be like, yeah, we went for a little half mile night jog last night too, just to see a sunset or see the moon or whatever. So um, it's really cool. Dude, for sure. I think, I think running is really unique in that way. You know, like it's definitely community driven. Um, it's not so like uh, in the weight room and things are changing a little bit with that too, be, uh, with, with different uh, various types of fitness, whether it be CrossFit or um, rather that be, uh, for example, like fit with like a bunch of different gyms in the area. It's, it's group fitness based around strength training. Um, but man, the, uh, the king of that um, would be running. I think, I think that it's a community based fitness activity that is, um, very rewarding you know there's some instant gratification for uh for that like you always kind of feel like you got beat up or not beat up from like a bad standpoint but you always feel like you got a good workout in after a run you know yeah um, Sloan, what's the distribution like at your at fidipides like when you see someone come in what are the chances that they're you know going for age group awards what's the chances that they're uh looking to start running after you know maybe they finished a college sport that was like lacrosse and like i, I actually want to be a runner now or whatever what's that distribution like yeah, we, we definitely cater to um, beginners um, and uh, a lot of walkers. Um, probably 50% of the people that are coming into the store are not actually doing any running in their shoes, but because running and walking are mechanically so similar, the best footwear for them is still going to be a running shoe. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the misconceptions about a running shoe store is that you're going to go in there and it's going to be – a bunch of elite runners that are going to judge you if you don't have a fast 5k PR when, when that really couldn't be further from the case. I mean, at our store on any given day, we've got, we've got me who is totally washed up, but still loves (laughs) a a jog here and there. We've got people that are walking for fitness. We've got, um, we've got some of the, of the Atlanta track club elite team uh, that work with us some. And so no matter who's coming into Fidipides, there's probably a staff member who is uh, uh, on a similar uh, trajectory with, with their uh, current training situation. And so um, I always try to tell that to people that, you know, there's, there's no such thing as a real runner or not a real runner. And, and, you know, if you're going out there and you're putting one foot in front of the other and, and you're doing that on purpose and not because you're being chased, you're a runner. Like you're part of our part of our team, part of our family. And so 
um, just, you know, we should never think that, that someone is, is a real runner or not a real runner because they're fast or they're slow or they're running eight miles a week or 80 miles a week because we're all part of the same family. Yeah, for sure. What, um, so uh, speaking of to that, like what do you see? Do you, do you see a lot of people who come in with any type of run coach or running or run coaching at all? Um, cause at the end of the day running, everybody can do it. Like we all have the capacity to, uh, run quickly, you know, um, or, 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 or try to move quickly. But very few people I've noticed that come to the clinic, um, actually have had any type of run coaching done. So I see a lot of simple technique cues that could, that just by cleaning them up, man, it takes a lot of the pain away and it improves their performance. Like, Oh my God, I've been running against myself this entire time. Um, do you guys see that at all? Um, or, or how do you guys correct that? Or do you guys even focus on that? Yeah. So, so, um, most people that come into the store do not have a running coach. The, the sort of um, general sort of flow for a runner um, that we see is, is somebody, they get suckered into running a 5K or they decide they want to want to lose some weight or they, um, you know, just feel like they need to get out and get active. And so they'll start running and um, they, they decide that they like it and they start running more and they start wanting to run faster. And, um, and the only way they know to do that is to, to run more, uh, which typically can lead to injury if that's the only, only variable you're training. And so um, when someone comes in with, uh, with sort of they, they're, they're, you know, got that look in their eye, that fire that they're, they're excited about running and training, the first thing we're going to do is kind of make sure that they're, they're being smart about it and kind of recognize that, that most of your runs should be conversational you should be able to to have a, a conversation with complete sentences you shouldn't be out of breath for every run um you know there's definitely a time and place for those runs but uh, most people get into trouble because they get a little bit over eager and they do uh, either too much too soon or they do um kind of too much speed too soon and so um generally we'll give them a little bit of advice about like hey here's some some best practices on on you know how to how to try to get faster safely um, but outside of that, we typically would, uh, actually recommend them to, uh, a resource for some sort of coaching if they get, get kind of really excited about getting faster. Um, because I think running is, is one of those things that's so simple. You just, you know, you just run. Yeah. Um, but, but what's happening, uh, structurally, molecularly, muscularly in your body is so complicated and complex, um, you know, having a coach that sort of understands those systems can, can take you to the next level. So um, when I started running, I basically created a spreadsheet because I'm a nerd that was at Georgia Tech. Uh, every, you say you went to Georgia Tech. I just made the miles that I ran every day go up by like 10 or 12%. And, and that's how I created my first training program. And uh, I got hurt. Um, the next time I sort of went for a, 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 to run a marathon, I, I had a coach who was giving me um, specific workouts and instruction and um, without any more effort uh, was able to to run way faster and and not get injured so uh, yeah. I think anyone who has an active interest in, in getting faster as a runner could could benefit from some form of coaching I got gotcha. you I mean it makes sense right like if I try to go out and pick up tennis right now um, I would absolutely first thing I would do is get a coach, you know, uh, it just kind of, just from a, from a kind of like what you were kind of alluding to, it kind of accelerates the learning curve too, you know, like For sure. uh, 
when you're at Georgia Tech and, and you're kind of creating it on your own, like, man, could you imagine if you just went to that coach first and how much time you would have saved for yourself? Um, yeah. I think that's, that's a super, super underrated quality of having a good coach is just, you don't have to waste your time, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, exactly what's going on, you know, um, you know, you're heading in the right direction. You're doing what you should be doing. Um, that's super interesting, man. What, what, uh, what were some of the stuff that they talked about with your coaching that you realized like, Oh shit, I wasn't doing this or yeah, that is way better. And then have you taken that and like applied that to any other people who come to you for advice or running for running? Yeah, I think, I think the big thing, um, that, that you'll learn as you, um, as you kind of get or, or get exposed to more formalized training plans is that, um, every run has a purpose and every run is going to stress kind of a different system in your body. And so, um, even when you're running a, a 5k, so like a, a long distance event, um, the speed system in your body, just the all out brute force, um, that system is, is at play when you're running a 5k. And, and so is that slower, long endurance system. And so every run is going to benefit a certain system, whether that's your aerobic, your VO2 max, uh, just your, uh, muscular cellular structure. Um, and so once you start recognizing what, what types of run benefit, uh, which system you can say, okay, Hey, I did this 5k and you know, um, I felt great aerobically, but my legs were just burning up. And so you can, you can fine tune your workout to sort of improve on that uh, going forward. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's really, um, kind of like one of the big benefits then would be just being able to figure out what mix of energy systems to use essentially. Yeah, for They're sure. Predominantly going to use because no, no energy system is, is all exclusive, right? And that's kind of what you're kind of getting at is even when you're sprinting, you're working on some aerobic capacity. And even if you're, even when you're doing your aerobic or even if you're doing like your longer runs, you're still going to be getting that anaerobic threshold up a little bit, you know, like you're not even a threshold up, but you're still going to be um, stress testing it a little bit, you know? Um, for sure. For sure. And, and, so, so, and all of that stuff is connected. And so, you know, you look at, you look at some of the, the, world's best marathoners, you know, they're extremely fast over 26.2, not 26.2 miles, but uh, each of them could also throw down a, a really impressive 800 meter race. And, and so, yeah, you know, there's, there's kind of the myth that, that, you know, there's, there is some specialty within running, but you can't just ignore, you can't decide that you're going to be a distance guy and, and never run fast because uh, yeah. they all sort of play off of each other. Dude, for sure. And you can't be surprised when, you know, you see these training plans, like people like do my first marathon and they get a training plan and you can't look down at a lot of them because a lot of them, it's like, okay, Hey, I'm only running, you know, 30, maybe I'm 30, 20 miles a week, 25 miles a week. But some of the training plans are made in a way that you still get good workouts every time, quality workouts every time. Um, so you know, it, there's, there's benefit to training for a marathon and, uh, doing, uh, you know, 60, 70 miles a week if you build up to it in a smart way. Um, but there's plenty of marathoners who never hit that and they still got reasonable times and they hit their goals and that's because they use all of energy, energy systems. Dude, for sure. I think, uh, you know, what's, what's really cool about running is, um, you work a bunch of different, uh, systems, but then also like, you're, you're racing against yourself most of the time. Like you're doing it in a group, but it's all about self-improvement and you, you get a, you get a lot of instant gratification from that, which I think is really important. Um, 
but well, that's awesome, man. So, um, guys, I want to be super respectful of your time. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, let you guys, let you guys go here, but I got to ask, first of all, you guys do have an event coming up on Saturday, correct? Oh, oh yeah. So we, we actually launched an event on Saturday, um, that is going to take place a, a month or so from now. Um, okay. and we, it's a virtual event and we, we knew immediately that it had to be done because, you know, we saw such a big need for virtual events from the cabin fever achiever challenge. It, it, you know, we raised, we raised over $10,000, um, for back on my feet, Atlanta. Oh my and gosh. that was such a huge accomplishment. We're like, well, there's an appetite for this. Uh, let's, let's see if we can give more to people and, and I'll, this was Sloan's idea, so I'll let him take it away on our next virtual running event. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, so, so basically it's called the Great American Torch Relay. And um, what it is is a, a relay race um, that follows the path of the Olympic Torch Relay of 1996. So uh, the route starts in L.A. and finishes here in Atlanta. And so we've got teams that will um, log their daily mileage on a tracker app and move along the um, Olympic torch route. And uh, along the way, we'll be sending out bonus content from uh, kind of running professionals, Olympic hopefuls, um, people affiliated with, uh, with the Olympics, those sorts of things uh, throughout and, uh, and giving people uh, awards for finishing. Uh, and so it's, it's an exciting concept for us because, um, you know, there's definitely a need for, running events, even though we can't do them in person. Um, and I think with, uh, with the Olympics being uh, postponed for a year, it's, it's kind of a nice tie-in that, that will kind of give us that little um, kind of Olympic buzz that we're not going to get this year and, and hold us over until uh, 2021. Yeah, and in sense, you know, the 96 Olympus, obviously, it's really special for us because, you know, we, we all live in Atlanta, and that's where the, the route typically at uh, not typically, actually ends, uh, would be in Atlanta, Georgia. We're excited to, it, that other people in our community will be excited for it. But since it's a virtual event, um, we, it's, it's national as well. So anybody out there can do it as long as they keep track of how many mileage they, how much miles they run on any given day or week. Um, and they'll be able to participate. And, uh, you know, we're pretty confident in our uh, Atlanta residents that, We'll be the best out there, but you know, we're, we're, challenges too. <laughs> we're making it a bit of a, a kind of statewide competition. So there will be a little bit of um, state to state uh, competition. We're, we're reasonably confident that, that team Georgia will, will take the, take the win. Ooh, I like that. What other states are in the competition? Uh, right now we've got Ohio, uh, Texas and Colorado. Right. Uh, but we're, you know, we just launched on Saturday. So we're hoping to, to get some some participation from just about everybody. Yeah, yeah, and then there are small teams too. Um, that if you have a a, a group of friends that uh, you know we all live in different states, we don't really care to be affiliated. Um, and you could just run with your friends along the Olympic Court route and uh, face other small teams as well. So we're we're really excited for this because everybody who does it is going to get um, the experience of going along the path with the miles that they run with their team. And be able to, you know, that's the great thing about our Cabin Fever Achiever competition was everyone loves the bonus content we provided um, and the the, the organizations and that we spotlight every week. And so we're excited to bring that same thing to the Olympic Torch Relay. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Um, so, guys, how could how could people get a hold of you to find out more information either about your challenges, about Run Horizons, 
um, about you guys in particular, what's some good contact uh, that we could link up with the show here? Yeah, so definitely um, Facebook and Instagram for, for uh, Horizon, and, and those are, uh, we're just at um, Horizon Race. Race um, at Horizon Race. Um, so that'd be the first place. Um, email is always, always okay too. And that's, that's info at run horizon. Uh, and if anybody's trying to reach me, um, when I'm wearing my Fidipides hat, they can reach out to Sloan at Fidipides.com. Awesome. Anything from you, Cody? You're good. Is that, that cover it? Oh, that covers it. I, I, okay. <laughs> I made the mistake long ago that my every email gives me a notification on my phone. So Nice. Uh, I'll, uh, we read, whether you want to believe it or not, we, we get 600 emails a re- week and we pretty much read them all. So we're Dude, uh, just from that one event. So we'll get them. <laughs> I bet, man. It's like, uh, um, it's, it's really weird time, I guess. I don't know about weird is probably not the right word to use, but different times. Like it's probably, I'm probably the easiest to get a hold of it. If you wanted to send me a quick message and get a quick, the quickest response, it's almost like Instagram is the best way to do that now because my email is just so blown up anymore that it's tough to know like who needs an immediate response and, and to keep track of them, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well guys, Cody Sloan, really appreciate y'all's time. Um, you guys have been great to chat with and, um, I'm super pumped up about this challenge you guys have coming up. I love the idea of doing an interstate challenge like that. And George is totally going to smoke them. I think Colorado could give us a run for our money. Cause they got all those mountains that they get to run in all the time. But, um, let's hope they, the, the mountains will slow them down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. We love being on here, man. All right. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having us. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.